0: What's going on you guys, welcome back to the Living Unlimited Podcast, I'm your host Bryce Gibson, and on today's episode, me and my co-host Peyton Linton, we had some fun today, we talked about uh, the tea that I've been drinking, good old ashwagandha, we talked about the NBA playoffs, and then we got into the health and fitness questions, we talked about how to meal prep, the basics, how to do a good meal prep, uh, and then we went into to the downsides of cardio we trashed on cardio for all you cardio bunnies out there so hope you enjoy thanks for listening this is your favorite health and fitness podcast living unlimited hope you enjoy the show i'm gonna start this off the same way as last time Sipping your
1: tea
0: like a fucking asshole. Is <sighs> that thing a now? <laughs> it could be. Shit. Might be known for that. Sipping my yogi positive tea. Does it make you feel positive? It actually does. It has ashwagandha in it. It's supposed to be like um it's supposed to boost testosterone in men. Yeah. Sick. Shit nice hard on. <laughs> Yeah, dude.
1: Started drinking ashwagandha, my boners are going crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, hey, this is a health and fitness podcast. We talk about all that stuff and boners, libido, boners. sex drive, boners, that too. <laughs> um, dude, my I was uh, when I was talking about my chest. My chest is all itchy because I. Sh- <laughs> it's funny. You I, shaved it. I shaved my chest for the first time ever, <laughs> like two days ago, and. I feel like I'm just now getting to that age where I used to have no chest hair at all, like zero. And I'm finally getting to that age where I got a little bit of chest hair, so I shaved it and um, kind of regretting that decision.
1: Yeah, I, I shaved it once. I actually shaved my chest hair <laughs> before one of those AZ trips a couple years back when we were when I was visiting y'all out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, never again, just because exactly what you're talking about, gets all itchy and shit. Now, if I ever get to the point where I'm old, I'm hairiest spook, then
0: then maybe it's time. To, you ever seen? I've been getting Instagram ads for the. Uh, it's Manscaped. You yeah, see Manscaped? Their yeah, yeah. Their product. That pr- I need that. Yeah, for down below. Yeah, for yeah. For downstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But their uh. <laughs> their Clippers is called the Lawnmower. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. It's good. It's the Lawnmower. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So, uh, we're going back to the UFC gym today. This will be workout number four, right? Workout yeah. number four. At UFC gym? hmm Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah workout two. number four. Cool. So, we're going to get in uh, a similar workout, record some content, just like we've been doing. Um, I think the goal today is to front squat, sounds like, right?
1: Uh, yeah. We cool. Deadlifted last time. Back squat at the time
0: before that, and then so, yeah. we did upper time for that. So yeah, front squat. Let's do it. Don't, don't, don't. I'm trying to figure out what is like behind me in my screen. It's like throwing it off. Oh, it's the camera. Hold on. For the audience who doesn't know, we're trying to integrate a video version of this podcast as well. And there's a black screen in front of uh, my face. So I'm gonna fix that. Anyway, um, so yeah, UFC workout, we're front squatting. I feel pretty fresh today. How you feeling? Yeah, I feel good. Definitely feel good. I think um, the frequency um,
1: in our workouts, specifically our leg workouts, is like kind of, um, what's the word, hardening me, mm-hmm. right? Boners. Um, Boners. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I think... Us working at the gym, obviously getting like my, you know, main workout in each day, like my five to six a week, but then like throwing in little mini workouts after my shift, during my shift, Mm -hmm. um, is like helping with my mobility, but also like my soreness. I'm not getting as sore. I think my muscles are more prepared for that kind of frequency and so that feels good. Um, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to squat.
0: Same, same. I feel real fresh. I haven't even, I haven't worked out in two days, so I'm I'm as fresh as a a newborn. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It's kind of weird. Anyway. Yeah,
1: we're on a weird vibe today, so.
0: Yeah, it's all good. How about them NBA playoffs? Just started. Let's go. Best time of the year, baby. Basketball all the time. Yeah, Peyton loves basketball more than he... Loves working out, so...
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say more than I love myself. <laughs> I, think, man, I was well. going to say
0: something funnier than what I did say, but, you know, I had to... I wasn't quick-witted enough. You couldn't come off as being that funny. hmm It's tough, man. Being funny is tough. Especially on the spot. On the spot. We'll yeah. get there, though.
1: Playoffs. Playoffs are here. Lakers are going to win it all, I hope. I don't actually objectively think that as much as I usually would because of our health, but...
0: We're um, here in LA. We gotta represent, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm from this area. Big Kobe fan. Anybody who knows me knows I'm obsessed
0: with Kobe and the Lakers. So you're also big a big uh, LeBron fan. I am now. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, and it's more of a respect thing. You yeah. gotta you gotta give credit to the best to ever do it. You know,
1: best ever. You think?
0: I mean, the best. I don't know. It depends on what you mean by best. He's definitely like he's not the the. The, um, he doesn't have the be- the best mindset like he doesn't have the right. the Michael Jordan mindset or the Kobe mindset well that's the but that's the, that's the conversation right as far as being like the the most impressive athlete to ever play in the NBA i would say that he would take that position
1: yeah yeah i think he's the most impressive athlete obviously with his longevity i mean it's him or mj i mean i'm a kobe stan for sure um but i'm also a basketball enthusiast and you know i can recognize that lebron's overall game um and body of work puts him right there with mj so right. i'm not ready to give it to him yet let's let him finish his career and then we can have that conversation i think but uh yeah right he's, now he's
0: pretty close to the all-time scoring record right Right now yeah he's he's
1: second right now if mm. i'm not mistaken behind because uh, he passed uh carl malone
0: He's just got to pass uh, Kareem, right? Yeah, Kareem. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, but that'll be another, I think, two years or so if he is able to. But yeah, um, Lakers should be all right in the first round. We got the Suns. Suns are good this year, but they're not proven. But we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. This is the first year I think it's completely wide open. Like right. the the one, two, and three seeds in the Eastern and Western Conference aren't um, very proven. None of them have have won. Um, have done anything like win a championship or even consistently win playoff series. So we'll see. be interesting though. Provides a lot of parody. We'll be watching a lot of basketball in the house. So Definitely. I'm sure that'll be popping up on the next few podcasts. Definitely. And be affecting my mood greatly
0: throughout the week. <laughs> yeah. You You and Dima especially. You guys get real uh, riled up over your uh, your teams. There. Yeah, it's important, man. It's part of our identity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I find myself getting more invested in, uh, you know, LA Fitness ball, <laughs> street ball. <laughs> who's five the Who's the LA at, at the Fitness park. goat? That's the question. <laughs> that is a good question. We who, who Who's the best? Who's the best player we ever played against? Pickup? Can you in like? LA can fitness? you can you like pick somebody out of your head right now? Who's like the the nicest player we played against? Wow, that's so, a tough one. huh? Well, it's
1: funny because when you when you say that, like, who are the best players I played against? LA Fitness. I think of, because there's three main places I played at LA Fitness. Ventura,
0: where I grew up. Rio Salado. Rio and, Salado in and Arizona. And
1: then Portland. Represent. And then when I was in Portland. yeah. And there's definitely a couple people that pop up in my mind, like guys that I like, were my homies that I play with, mm. and guys that were really good. Um, it would be funny if I was to say their names and they were to listen to this podcast. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I think at this point of the podcast is. Uh, Early stages of life—that's highly unlikely, but maybe
0: down the line, you never know. They
1: could go back.
0: You never know when,
1: when this podcast blows up; they'll go back into the archives, mm-hmm. and they'll be so happy that I put their name, spoke their name. Mm-hmm. Now I, I don't know. I can't. Th- I can't really think of anybody specifically. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I guess. I, actually, you know what? Before before we move on, we did so from Ventura played at Ventura High School which is my rival high school Uh, James Ennis he now plays in the NBA oh really I played with him a few times at LA Fitness in Ventura and that's probably the best player I ever competed against in LA Fitness also I played with on the same team Mm -hmm. we played five LA Fitness with the professor he came to Ventura's LA Fitness and I played with him Really? so those are probably the best two players I ever
0: played with the yeah. So the, this is actually kind of funny. Not in in basketball, but uh, in football, our our high school team uh, every year we played up against uh, Hamilton Southeastern, which is where Gary Harris played football. So I played a, I played football against Gary Harris, who's now in the NBA. They
1: played um, for the, the he well he played for the he played Nuggets, for the nuggets now he and plays and for the Magic. It, yeah,
0: it is the Magic now. Yep. Yeah. He played football. Yeah, bro. He was nice with it. He oh, was like all 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 uh, all county all state. You know, yeah, he's a bad boy. He's just an overall great athlete, you know? yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but uh, yeah, just fun, fun fact, fun fact, Gary Harris. He's nice, he's pretty nice, bro. I he's mean, shit, if you're in the NBA, yeah, you're a good athlete regardless, but you know, probably didn't even matter what position he played quarterback. No, bro, he was a receiver, oh, receiver. It. He was, uh, he was kind of a, uh he was kind of a hybrid player. He played, a l- like, a good amount of slot, but then he was also kind of a running back, too. He played, he was kind of all over the place. I mean, football is big as shit, too. He's probably, what, like, 6'4"? Yeah. yeah, bro. Giant. Nobody could tackle that dude, bro. Nobody could tackle him. Um, but, yeah, good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so today we just wanted to get in, you know, keep keep rolling with some commonly asked questions that we be, that we get from our clients, uh, you know, during the week, things that people, that come up often in conversation, questions that people are asking us uh, pretty regularly. And uh, the first one I wanted to go over is talking about the process of meal prepping. I feel like, I feel like um, a lot of our clients don't even know where to begin when it comes to, to designing, cooking, preparing ahead of time all their meals. Um, to to really make their success, you're taking out the guesswork. You're not relying on your like your uh, fits of emotion that drive your hunger when you get hungry. So you drive to the nearest McDonald's or Chipotle, whatever it is. You're planning ahead of time so that you can plan for success. Convenience. Convenience. That's the word. Because if right you there. fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So what is like, so for you Peyton, oh, yeah. like tell us what your process is, bro. Like what do you do as far as your meal prep? How do you go about doing it? How many times a week are you meal prepping? Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Um,
1: I guess my meal prep is a little bit more um, lax. I, I'm not really, I'm not really meal prepping fully. What I've been doing is, cause I've been making a really concerted effort to cook a lot, cook all my meals which I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job.
0: Peyton's been on, like, a nearly 100% whole food diet for, like, the past two and a half months? Yeah, almost three months, yeah. So, so if you really want those meal prep tips, this is a man to listen to right here. Yeah, right, I mean...
1: Yeah, again, I guess meal prepping, I'm still like figuring out my process, but. I'm talking
0: zero processed foods. Like some people are like, yeah, I've been meal prepping for a month, two months. I'm talking like nothing, Yeah, no processed foods. I've been good and it was a silver lining.
1: I had a lot, I had some gut health issues going on. um, And so I decided to make a change and I've been feeling amazing doing it. So, you know, I'm trying to not look back. And I think for a lot of us, that ends up what drives our decisions is kinda, um, you know, an experience or uh, something happening that makes us you know not take things for granted yada 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 but as far as meal prepping what i try to do um when i cook a meal like so if i'm cooking dinner if i'm cooking lunch i'll make a double portion so if i'm making chicken if i'm baking chicken or i'm cooking ground beef or i'm baking salmon whatever it is i just make two of them and then obviously i eat one of them right then and there and then the other I'll just make the meal twice. So that's salmon, quinoa, um, and spinach or kale. Um, I'll make that to eat and then I'll put the other one in a Tupperware container and then that's my lunch at the gym the next day or a quick lunch. Um, in between shifts when I come back to the place, because like you were saying, I think it's, um, those times when we get lazy or we we need something quick, it's that convenience. And so When I have just little extra meals ready to go, um, it's a lot more convenient for me to just grab and go. And especially working at the gym, obviously, like you know, we work a split shift. So if you don't have a ton of time and you're on the go, like having that meal ready is is easy. Um, But yeah, I really just go one meal at a time and I do that, you know, a couple times a week um, and just have it ready for the next day. So I'm really only meal prepping like a day ahead, which, probably isn't the most efficient, but for me, I think uh, one of the things I remember in the past when I meal prep, like when we were in college at ASU, I would meal prep sometimes four or five days ahead. And
0: Yeah, so right food. now, Peyton does it the, the hard way, because you're, you're pretty much, you're cooking things when you need them, like on demand, you make usually about one meal ahead of time. Right. But for a lot of you guys out there who, ti- you're time restricted, so like, you know, you got to go to work got to go to school um you got to find the time to work out so your your issue is time so for you you're tr- you probably this the, you would benefit from kind of more of a way that I meal prep which is more in bulk a little bit when I do when I am on point and the way I'll do that is I'll make I'll pick some sort of a protein source you know whether that be chicken breasts or some sort of beef like ground beef or steak or something like that and I'll center the meal around the protein so I'll I'll cook the the protein in bulk Uh, maybe I'm baking you know maybe like three pounds total of chicken breast or two and a half pounds or whatever it is and and then I can divide that up into individual portions and then that's the base of the meal and then from there I go ahead and I pick a carb source so you know I might do white rice or I might do sweet potatoes or regular potatoes, something like that, some sort of a starchy carbohydrate. And then and then I'll pick a vegetable, typically broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, something like that, something that's uh, you know, green for the most part typically. And then uh, and then as far as your fat, typically that's what co- either coming from the meat or you're cooking your meat with that fat, you know, in the, whether you're throwing a little <coughs> throwing a little olive oil on it or something like that. But um, yeah, it really just comes down to like what works best for you. So for me, I'm typically doing that two or three or probably one or two times a week. If I'm doing it once, I'm doing it on Sunday, trying to cook my entire week's worth of meals all in that in that one period of time. If I'm not doing that, then I'm doing like a two day type thing. Like Sunday, I'll make the next three days and then I'll do it again on Wednesday. I'll make the next two or three days. Um, And then that keeps me going for the week.
1: What's gonna so. keep you doing it? I think is like what well, you're kind of getting at too, right? Like for for people that are time restricted, mm-hmm. right? Like making more, uh, you know, upfront is going to be better for them. But I think like what I was getting at before is if I make too much ahead of time, by the fourth fifth day when I'm on that fourth fifth meal prep, I don't like the way it tastes, so I don't eat it anymore. <laughs> Some people don't have that problem. I know with you, like sometimes when you make your chicken, you'll package that or store that just with the chicken. See, I'm, I'm, I'm good.
0: I'm good about ignoring. <clears throat> excuse me. Damn, that was a harsh sip of tea. I'm good about ignoring what what the food tastes like. You so know am, what I, I mean? so like,
1: am I. So am I. But I think I think what I'm getting at is like the way you use it. Like mm-hmm. for example, you store the chicken, and then. You'll cut it like you'll then pull out a breast right. and then cut it up and mm-hmm. then put it into a fresh salad right, You don't exactly. have to cook the salad
0: exactly right yeah. and
1: so like that's a process where you've created a meal mm-hmm. Like fresh, but it t- it does not take a lot of time because you don't have to cook the salad Yeah, right? you just put the greens in there the chickens already cooked mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a salad You know ready to go in a couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point So yeah, I think the whole idea behind a good solid meal prep is like you're making the healthy healthy choice just a little bit more convenient and you're yeah. making the unhealthy choice a little bit more inconvenient. And it's that combo that really gets you to, to start, you know, making some serious steps in the right direction. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like, what is so? what does it take? Like, what, what kind of things do you need? What supplies do you need to to really meal prep? Like, what are the first things that come to your mind? Like, you need to have basic cooking skills, right? You need to know how to, like, it, at the very minimum bake some chicken and and Put some instant rice in the microwave if you could do those two things then you're good What else might you need you might need like a food scale could come in handy. Yeah, you got one of those I got a food scale sometimes I use the food scale and that just helps you get a little bit more of an accurate reading on Your your serving sizes so a lot of times people they don't even like there's a lot of awareness to be gained around like what it actually looks like to have four to six ounces of chicken on your plate. You know, so being able to weigh that out and really learn the process of like, okay, that's about four ounces of chicken right there on that plate. Or okay, that's about six ounces of chicken. Um, And then yeah, getting good at that. And then um, whatever you're gonna store your meal prep in. So you can go on Amazon and get like, you can literally search up, meal prep containers and it's it's like the little three portioned out sections all like the little black containers with for those like, with people the that do like
1: their food touching yeah exactly you yeah. know you're out there yeah
0: yeah you weirdos OCD they're not weird kinda <laughs> a little bit uh, <laughs> no no but I feel it sometimes I'd be doing that like if I have if I have something sweet you know you don't want it touching like your Salisbury steak you know Salisbury
1: <laughs> What a word! Like that funny. creamy,
0: salty gravy on the side. And then <laughs> Don't meal prep gravy. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, that is probably a bad idea. Uh, yeah, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> scratch that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just figuring out ways to make it convenient for you. Figuring out ways to uh, to remove barriers to eating clean and healthy.
1: What's sustainable? Like, I think like, even outside of meal prep, like what I try to tell my clients a lot, like even like what kind of changes they should make to their workout routine, their activity outside of their workouts. Like, what are you gonna sustain? People wanna start out, they're not working out at all or once a week, they wanna start working out six times a week, they wanna buy all the supplements. They're not gonna stick to that very long. Mm -hmm. You gotta get them small wins, right? So start by working out once a week then twice a week. And you, if you can stick to that, then go up. Same thing with meal prepping, like, Find something you're going to stick to. Don't start meal prepping for every day of the week on Sundays and then you're going to burn yourself out and never do it again. Mm -hmm. Meal prep two meals and then, you know, keep eating the way you're eating. Stick to that for two weeks. If you stick to that, be like, okay, I know I have to do this. Me meal prep four meals and keep working your way up. But you know, you don't have to come busting out into the scene, you know, being that new guy that meal preps every meal guy or girl, I should say, Meal prepping every meal, like it does, it doesn't have to start out like that. Like, make sustainable changes because
0: zero
1: to really yeah. Don't 100. go zero to one hundred unless, unless you can unless you can sustain it. But right. I think we all know consistency over time is always gonna win when it comes to fitness and health and diet and all that. So I think
0: I think you're absolutely right on that one, and I think it's a great segue into the cardio conversation because. This is one of the biggest questions we get is from my clients. Uh, how much cardio should I be doing? How much cardio should I be doing? Baby. And yeah, it's a huge one. And it's like people think when that when people get the idea that, oh, damn, I've been off my off the wagon for six months. I need to get back into shape ASAP. The first thing they think of is hopping on the treadmill for like an hour and they'll do that. And that's the routine. They go to the gym. They do the treadmill for an hour. And then that's their workout. Maybe they'll do some weights. But the first thing, when people first think of getting back in shape, they think cardio. Yeah. 100%. They think, what do I need to do as far as burning more calories and moving more? And uh, one of the things me and Peyton use with our clients is we just tell them to monitor their steps. There's really no need to, to go into the gym and do hours and hours of steady state cardio when you can just take more time out of your day to try to get more movement in different you know different ways just your daily movement how often are you getting up to you know do do your chores clean the dishes parking a little bit further away the at the grocery store finding different ways to increase your daily movement so that you don't have to go into the gym for about of hour you know hour-long steady state cardio Um, because there's a lot of detriments to that too so we could even go into some of the, you know, some of the downfalls of falling into that trap of being one of those cardio bunnies that that's really the main form of exercise.
1: Your body adapts, right? So, like, as far as running, for example, so let's say somebody decides, okay, I need to get back into shape. I'm gonna start going for runs, right? And go for a run, three mile run, whatever it is, X amount of miles, and that run burns X amount of calories, let's say 500. They go for a good run, 500 calories they burn. They do that same run three times a week. Three months later, that same run is not going to burn nearly as many calories Mm because your body adapts. Exactly. And so that high impact cardio is highly adapted, whereas um, lower impact like walking or more the lifestyle changes that you're talking about, our body doesn't isn't triggered or signaled to adapt to that as quickly quickly it's like uh, neat right it's yeah. non-exercise activity what's the teeth? thermogenesis thermogenesis yeah so our body is um, not as adaptive to that that kind of cardio or that kind of activity and, and one of
0: the reasons is just to chime in real quick is because it's not as you you've probably heard back in your high school health class you have your sympathetic nervous system your parasympathetic nervous system you know your rest and digest or sorry you know respectively your or flight and your rest and digest and if you're constantly doing that like moderate to high intensity cardio your body is always in that is that in that hyper stressed out state so first of all it's, it's constantly trying to adapt so the more you do it the less effective it becomes the slower your metabolism actually becomes um, and then also if you're doing constant high intensity cardio or moderate to high intensity cardio and you're also in a calorie, what are the two things people do when they want to get in shape? They do cardio and they cut calories. Yeah. So if you do a bunch of cardio, then you don't give your body the calories and the, and the, the nutrients, the protein it needs. What's the first thing that's gonna happen? Your body's gonna, it's gonna down regulate muscle. You're gonna lose some muscle. So you might end up losing weight, but it's probably more water weight and more muscle than what, you, than what is ideal. And then people, they'll do that for two weeks and then they fall off the wagon they, because it's not sustainable, they gain it all back. And then they gain it all back in the form of body fat. So now they're in a worse position than yeah. they were before they even started. Yeah. So that, you know, that's another reason because your body is not, cardio is not a, it's not a pro-muscle form of exercise. It's not mm-hmm. a pro-metabolism form of exercise, you know? And strength training is. So we try to get people to at least, they're doing two to three, you know, strength-based foundational workouts. And the the cardio is used as a tool to help get a little bit more added calorie burn, but it shouldn't be your main form.
1: And just to be clear, this is from a weight loss perspective. Like we're right, not talking right, about right, performance. Right. Exactly.
0: Like like okay. the runner in me right
1: yeah. now is like, a whole bunch of like signals are going off about how like cardio is great, this and that. But we're Which talking as personal trainers, with questions from our clients about how to lose weight. Right. And, and so, so is, can you lose weight doing cardio? Absolutely. But long term, is it going to be the most effective way to shed weight, keep it off and have people reaching their goals? Uh, not necessarily. And that's like a common myth. And just to piggyback on what Bryce is saying, I think he mentioned, right, that most people when they think about how to lose weight, right, obviously cardio, but then eating less, Yes, if you wanna lose lose weight, we should be in a deficit. But one of the things I wanna touch on real quick is why crash diets and why being in a severe deficit isn't good for you. And the example I use a lot for my clients is that, and bear with me here, guys. If you're in the wild, let's say you're on an island and you're going to starve to death, there's no food, right? And you're going to die. Your body will actually slow down its basal metabolic rate. It will slow down its metabolism And uh, Lower the amount of energy or calories required to sustain life so that you will live longer. It's a defense mechanism This is instinctual, right? So in in other
0: words, your your metabolism is becoming more efficient with the cat with the calories that you already Get are getting
1: right and so your body will slow that metabolism down. So it survives longer so think similarly if you're eating a certain way and then to lose weight you start starving yourself on this crash diet you actually will lower your metabolism, which obviously is very counterproductive to losing weight long term. You might lose a lot of water weight and a lot of fat off the jump, but you're also going to lose muscle um, and you're going to lower your metabolism. So like you said, then when they fall off the wagon, inevitably, if they can't sustain it, um, they're going to gain back probably a lot of uh, bad weight. And so I think sometimes it's less about, um, calories, or less style, about sorry, style. less style. about Drop dropping the style. calories and more about, and about boosting your metabolism. Your metabolism. So, so I think finding a deficit, deficit is good, good but, but what you really, really want really to do is maintain a deficit while actually consuming more. As long as as long as you're as healthy, eating healthy, right? right? So, so eating, yeah, eating eating more is actually a good, good thing, thing if it's in the right manner.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you clarified that because I'm sure there's probably some some cardio fanatics out there who would who would really despise what we're, you know, what we're saying about cardio right now. And to be clear, like, cardio is, um, you know, cardio is great in the, when there's, you know, in the proper time and place. And, you know, for endurance training and for cardiovascular health, you know, cardio is great. But just like Peyton was saying, in the, for the, in the context of weight loss, purely weight loss, long-term, It's not going to be the most effective strategy. That's got to be like 80% of our clients. Right, right. All right. So, yes, continue to do your cardio, but, you know, in the right context. And. (laughs)
1: You said that kind of like so medieval. Yes, have your cardio.
0: (laughs) Do your cardio. Have your cardio. Young surf. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Cardio is great actually i've been I've been meaning to implement some more cardio. I think I'm gonna start doing the assault bike um so um so yeah, um I think that's all we have for today, man um, anything else off the top of your head that you can think of uh we'll be you know continuing to bring you guys helpful and uh marvelous tips Lakers and six, yeah, mm-hmm. tell your mom and say hi, dang that's that's rough, that's harsh. He might not know that you were talking to his mom. Come on. Chill. <laughs> All right. Anyway, y'all, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on the YouTube channel. We got uh, videos coming up soon. I'm getting better at editing, so, you know, that that might be something to, to pay attention to. Check us out. Operation Unlimited on YouTube. Same thing on Insta. And then you can also follow us on our personal pages. Um, Bryce J. Gibson. Yeah, that's that's my name. Bryce J. Gibson on insta and then you can follow Payton as well that's just his first name p-a-y-d-y-n appreciate you listening and until next time peace, peace.